This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Our friend Kevin Burke, fabulous judge in Hennepin County for decades, was um, the chief judge for a number of times. Still had his fastball when he was forced to retire at the age of 70. And Kevin is so kind to join us on a regular basis. And Mr. Burke is with us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Kevin, I know you know this case well, but let me get to part of the summation from the Star Tribune. I want to get to some things. I know there's parts of the Tribune story where you felt like they, they could have given a little more detail. But let me just lay it out a little bit here from an, uh, a good Liz Sawyer story in the Trib. After learning that Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty would offer a juvenile plea deal rather than seeking conviction in adult court for two minors suspecting the killing of Zaria McKeever during a home invasion last fall, outraged relatives took to the street demanding that the judge reject the offer. It was an emotional court hearing yesterday. Hennepin County District Judge Tanya Bransford accepted a plea agreement for 17-year-old John Kamara that would result in one-and-a-half to two-year sentence at a juvenile correction facility in Red Wing. Prosecutors originally moved to certify Kamara and his 15-year-old brother as adults so they could stand trial for second-degree murder alongside Eric Haynes, the 22-year-old man suspected of orchestrating the um, killing. But that change, I should add, too, that Kamara's 15-year-old brother has been offered the same deal but hasn't formally accepted the plea. So this has caused a lot of people, Kevin, to say, what is Mary Moriarty doing? What is the judge doing? How can this sentence be so soft for the murder of a 23-year-old when it involves a 17- and 15-year-old, and at first it looked like we were headed to certifying them as adults. To that initial reaction, you, as a longtime judge, you say what? Well, first of all, uh, part of the plea agreement is that the child who pled guilty and the child who was offered uh, the plea has to testify against the adult in which the prosecution is seeking to convict him of first-degree murder. It's not an unusual situation for prosecutors to have a 
difficult situation in which they make plea negotiations to get people to cooperate and to testify against people that they believe are uh, more culpable or more deserving of punishment. The plea negotiation that the uh, 17-year-old accepted says that he has to testify truthfully, fully, and cooperate entirely with the state in its prosecution of the adult, uh, or the deal is off. Second, although the prosecution was seeking to have the two juveniles certified as adults, that's not a guarantee. You don't get just to say, I'm going to take you and make you an adult, particularly if you're 15. There's a statute. It's called the Extended Juvenile Jurisdiction Statute. It's been in Minnesota since 1995, and it's designed to have a stronger response to serious juvenile crime. The juvenile who pled guilty, if he does not um, do well uh, in the juvenile system, can be then uh, sentenced to 150 months as an adult. So even if he cooperates, testifies fully, and then goes to Red Wing, which is the juvenile correctional facility in Minnesota, and he doesn't do well there, before he even hits the street, he could end up uh, in prison for 150 months. How often does that happen, Kevin, where well, a juvenile the, goes? <clears throat> okay. The critics of the extended juvenile jurisdiction say, and there are many critics of this statute, that say it's a fast track for getting juveniles into the adult system, particularly kids of color. Now, I don't don't buy that. I don't think that judges are just uh, willy-nilly revoking EJJ jurisdiction and sending people to prison, but there is data Because that would just be an end-around, right? If they're doing it, you know... Yep. It looks like they're being more compassionate, but in the end, this is all really a setup right. to send them I, I away further. There's no doubt that there is data that that supports the critics' view. I'm not I'm not trying to be naive about this. There, the data is many kids who are uh, set into EJJ do get revoked and do end up in adult prison even before uh, they're released. So it could happen. One would hope that it wouldn't. Um, I, it's it's not defensible for a judge to just say, hey, let's go quick, make an end run here. But I think in your back of your head as a judge, having done it for a long time, you, you can't end up in a mindset that says, I gave you a, a break. I put you on EJJ and you've screwed up. That's it. I'm throwing away the key and sending you to the adult prison. So th- these kids, the one that did plead and the one who's now got to decide what to do, there's risk if they don't do exactly what everyone wants them to do, meaning the correctional facility people at Red Wing and the people who would supervise them after he gets out of Red Wing. So the charges say the 15-year-old, mm-hmm. and again, as of what I've seen so far, the 15-year-old hasn't formally accepted the plea, the charges say it was the 15-year-old who shot and killed McKeever. 
Do you personally think a plea agreement should be any different for the 15-year-old compared to the 17-year-old? We've been friends long enough that I rarely duck questions, but this one I will, is that the kid is more culpable because he allegedly pulled the trigger. They'd have to prove it. I don't really know enough about the case itself, nor importantly about the kids to say, which I would do. I think that if you look at this, then the one who did accept the plea agreement did not shoot the victim. Mm-hmm. So the, the uh, <clears throat> was there, no question, admits that they had part of uh, some responsibility for this, but they weren't the person who actually pulled the trigger. So the idea of, of saying, um, you know, there's no guarantee that we would be able to certify the 17, although it would, I think, candidly, it would be likely that you could. But the EJJ statute really is kind of designed for this situation. The judge, Judge Bransford, she is saying, I don't have any latitude. I have to accept this plea deal. I'm assuming she's right. Should the law change where she has more leeway? Well, I, I, I'm skeptical about that. I mean, legislators can do what they want. But so this is if you end up saying as a judge, I'm going to reject a plea negotiation that says this defendant has to cooperate to get testimony, get somebody else. You better be darn sure of what you're doing. What would be the reaction if it turned out that the adult in this case was acquitted because you didn't have the testimony of the 17-year-old who was willing to do it as part of a plea negotiation. So I think you start with, as a judge, you will rarely see a judge in state or federal court who would reject a plea negotiation in which one of the terms is you have to cooperate in the prosecution of other people. Then the next issue really is the peculiar nature of this statute. Uh, The statute says you're going to plead guilty and you're in the most serious lane, for example, of how we treat juveniles. Uh, And so I I think that Judge Bransford, who is a really great juvenile court judge, she got the law right. My longtime friend and retired judge in Hennepin County, Kevin Burke, is with us. We're talking about this case involving a murder, how the 17- and 15-year-olds are being treated, uh, willingness to testify against the uh, adult who organized this. All right, Kevin, tell people your background with Hennepin County uh, Attorney Mary Moriarty. She was my law clerk 30-plus years ago. Uh, and she's appeared before me a a fair amount. Uh, I know her reputation is she's one of the best uh, trial lawyers, women trial lawyers in the state. Um, I don't think that this is really about she used to be a public defender and now she's the county attorney. This is a pretty straightforward application of evaluating a case, seeing the need for uh, testimony to get the person who's most culpable, 
in deciding to make a deal like this. Credit. You know, the, the difficulty with yeah. plea negotiations is it's. I, I taught criminal procedure at St. Thomas for nearly 20 years. And I would begin the class when we would discuss with plea negotiations by saying, I want you to raise your hand. How many of you are at least skeptical or outright opposed to plea negotiations? And most of the students would raise their hand. And then I would say, I think we need to rename it Alternative Dispute Resolution. It's got a bad name. Yeah, that's But that's it, it really does. You say, oh, plea yeah, negotiation. Right, right. The person must have done something as... But let's be really honest. If um, there weren't plea negotiations to get people to cooperate, Richard Nixon would still be president. Right? So we've been making plea negotiations to get people to cooperate for decades, a long, long time. And uh, it's, it's unseemly. It can make you feel uh, that's bad. But on the other hand, it happens. I mean, we do this because... Uh, there are some times in which to make sure that you get a conviction on the most culpable people, you make uh, plea negotiations with people, and then you tie it into uh, they've got to testify truthful and cooperate, and if they don't, they're really in a bad situation. Let, let me finish with this on this case. Now, you've stated that Mary was your clerk, you respect her, you, you, you wanted her to win. Critics of hers were worried that she was going to be too soft, that Hennepin County and really the country needed a stronger approach on crime. And that too many, too many, let me just finish, too many uh, um, criminal acts are taking place, too many of the folks are getting out, and this is a mistake we're making. For critics who felt that way about Mary and now say, hey, I told you so, what do you say to them? Well, I say I would say let's just look at this week. Star Tribune reported earlier in the week two murder cases in which very long, very, very long sentences were imposed at the urging of Mary and the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. Okay? So... In those cases, there wasn't any cooperation. There was no leniency. They got darn near the maximum sentence. So now we've got a difficult situation. Again, I, I like the reporter for the Star Tribune. I think she does a good job. But by not emphasizing two things, one, they wanted the testimony of the juvenile to get the adult for first-degree murder, and two, if the kid doesn't do well, doesn't do perfect, the kid ends up as an adult serving 150 months. So um, I, I think that uh, it's quite possible that any prosecutor, whoever was elected, was going to end up making the same decision. Always interesting information. Uh, give me the one thing the uh, instructor was working on uh, with you with your golf lesson a couple hours ago. Don't come over the top. Yeah, that's a move yep. we all face. Yep, too too often. I hope, yeah, and I want to thank you in front of all of your audience because I agreed to do this in exchange that you will be coming to my house to shovel in the next couple of days. Yeah, don't leave <laughs> until I get there. Okay. <laughs> See you, Kevin. Bye bye.
Uh, retired Hennepin County Judge Kevin Burke. Uh, the mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Fry, was very honest about some threats towards him when he joined us about 1235. If you missed it, we're going to play a portion of it when we come back. But you also can podcast it. What are you waiting for? Please podcast our show. Segments, half hours, hours. Uh, if you want to uh, podcast all the other shows, or if you want to say, Dave, let's miss, the other shows are dead to us. And just podcast to us. I'm more selfish. That's fine. If you want to podcast another show, you've got to podcast us twice. Yeah, that's three times, I'd say. Oh, okay. That's okay. fine with me, too. Times. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of the uh, serious matter involving the mayor of Minneapolis when we return on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.